0: Alicia, 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 I'm so happy that you're here on Employability Matters podcast, the number one podcast for all things related to careers and the world of work. So, how are you doing today?
1: Thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Glad to be here as well, supporting the cause.
0: Tell us about your career journey. You are a senior development ops engineer, IT consultant. Brap, rap, you know. <laughs> and I've looked at your career profile like, oh my gosh, it is absolutely amazing. I am looking forward to you sharing about your career journey, but let's go back. Let's go back in time. Tell us about your first job. What was your first job?
1: Um, my first job, I worked in a call center for a bit when I was about six, six, that's 17, 16, 17. It was called Ipsos Mori for the like Mori post. So you just, Um, cold, cool people really and annoy them and get them to do surveys. That was my first ever job that I had.
0: So looking back on that first job, you know, um, what what were the sort of like the key things that you learned from that job that has enabled you to launch your amazing career so far?
1: Um, I guess from that role, I just learned how to speak on the telephone properly and speak with different types of people and also that i don't want to do such job for a long period of time so i need to make a plan that was the two main things from that job
0: well making a plan in terms of what is it that you wanted to do with your career
1: yeah because in the call center there was mostly young people and then like college students and then there were a few older people that, that was their, like, their actual job in their thirties and stuff. And I was thinking, this is crazy, because you just sit there like a robot and talk to people all day. So I did it for about six, seven months. And then I started my first venture and set up a sound, sound engineering studio and ran that instead. But, um yeah, that wasn't really for me, but the good thing was I got to learn how to speak to like a lot of different people.
0: Awesome, yeah, and those are key employability skills that we all need in terms of the world of work or setting up our own business. So you've got a passion for music, because I heard you talking about sound, sound engineering, so how do yeah, you come yeah. up?
1: Um, I've always been into music and stuff, so from production to writing and whatnot, and I used to record, like I say, the sound engineering, I used to just record a lot of people in the garage set up a studio and I would charge them to record their songs, mix it for them and whatnot. So that was much more entertaining than being in a call centre and the money was better.
0: You now talk for us through your career journey to what you're doing now.
1: Um, so after that call centre job, I said, I'm never going to work in a row. I get paid like £10 an hour again. So I did the call centre stuff and all, uh, sorry, the sound engineering stuff all throughout university. And once I finished that, I said, okay, now I can get a real job with my qualifications. Let's see what that's about. So I started applying for roles and, um, where did I go to? A company called Ranger Services, a parking company. Um, I started as a, like a support engineer and they used to, they do AMPR. So all of the roadside cameras you'll see in um, the service stations, they manage those cameras. So I would like do the IT for those cameras and it sends all the feedback to the office. But it wasn't really that interesting in terms of IT or very new, the technology they had wasn't very new. So I voiced my opinion there and um, they moved me into more of a, like a junior developer role, but even then there wasn't really anything to develop. So. I always pro- approach like getting jobs as like going to school to learn because I just didn't think the money was that great in comparison, like your graduate salary in comparison to what I was doing with um the sound engineering stuff. So I was always comparing the two and like really like valuing my time. So if I felt like I'm just well, I'm just coming to the office to waste my day, then I needed to have some value somewhere. So I was always trying to learn something, et cetera. So before some at the beginning, i not it's not That attitude, it doesn't, it helps you personally, but it just creates a lot of challenges in the workplace. So i just resigned. So after a year, I resigned from that company. I went to another company called Impact Networks, which was actually based in Israel. And I was the only guy in their London office. So they had multiple client sites across the country and um, ran their, each site's IT infrastructure really. So I'll travel to a lot of different places in the country doing like infrastructure setups myself, server setups, network setups. And um, yeah, it was just only me. So I didn't have anyone to ask. So anytime I got stuck, I was speaking to the guys in Israel on Skype and just figuring stuff out. So after that, I got some good experience there. And then I left that company because again, the money still wasn't that great in my opinion. I left and went to a company called TradeWeb, which was a fantastic company in terms of what they do. Um I learned quite a bit there. I met so many great people there. And that place like allowed me to navigate into where I wanted to be in IT. I could like that was my entrance to finance. They were they're owned by Thomson Reuters. So um I got to see a lot of Thomson Reuters stuff go down to the um their offices and work with different like a different level of IT equipment and expertise. So in that company, it eventually I left with a great relationship with the people, but it was just a cap on the learning. Even though it's a finance company, they're not paying like your junior IT guys that great. And if you want to progress, there was loads of these hurdles and different personalities in the way of progression. So I'm like 22 at the time and um, I'm learning stuff that guys in their, in their mid 40s are being paid to do. I'm learning it in like a week or so, a month or whatever. I'm getting the qualifications, going and doing the certifications myself. So that's like rubbing people up the wrong way. So after that, I just resigned again and move on to the next, next, um, next job. But it was kind of like creating my own graduate scheme. Really, I was learning a lot in a short period of time, and then you kind of evaluate the company, and if the company's not progressive and for you, then what's the point? Like they're, they're making millions or billions in some of their cases, but it's not coming your way. So <laughs> why am I going to sit there for five years and increase my salary by 5k when I could do, be doing way more with my day? So um, that's kind of the approach I took. So after trade web, I went to Lanwer, I believe. They were um uh, IT managed services company, which managed loads of hedge funds. They I learn about how like that a managed IT company actually works. All of the rules and regulations and like the requirements you have, you have to um, fulfill in order to serve these customers. And also the like the compliance regulations that they have to um, abide by and given a lot of high end technologies, meeting a lot of finance, all, actually all of the finance stand, like the, so the FCA standards, all of the standards that they released, I was building solutions or working on projects. So we could, for example, record trader telephone conversations via the desk phones, via their trading phones and via their mobiles and um, different things like that, ensuring their data is in one place and not accessible. So it was a real broad um, scope there. But um, then the role changed to a night shift, and I was the only one doing it. So for the money, it wasn't worth it. So um, I found a role at Santander, which was also a great place to be in terms of people. I met so many good people there and um, learned a lot of stuff. I met a good few mentors, actually, at Santander, and started focusing heavily on cloud infrastructure and cybersecurity due to the people I was working with. Like I was working with some of the top tier people in the industry at the time, well, even still now. Um, so there I kind of, in, during this time, I'm doing a lot of courses as well. So I would al- always benchmark my knowledge with with courses and credentials, because that was one of my biggest challenges in the workplace. If you want to go into a new physician or, or, Get a, a promotion of some sort. They want to base it on something. So if I, I, I thought, okay, if I've got all the qualifications to prove that I can do this job that this guy, that this guy over here does, then why don't I get paid the same as him? So that was my kind of take to it. So yeah, I'm doing the courses, and at Santander I worked on a lot of major projects. So my position there was IT enterprise manager, but what it entailed was starting Santander's open new companies. And when they opened them, they needed their office infrastructure set up, um, everything from networking to emails to um, their application infrastructure. So I was working on on on-premise infrastructure, cloud infrastructure, close to the actual application that they're delivering to customers I was doing the back end security um automating a lot of the processes and also I was the main gatekeeper for every single saas tool that was onboarded and I was also the person onboarding them liaising with microsoft and going out to spain to speak to the review board about the, like the new cloud solutions that I'm bringing in because santander didn't have many cloud solutions any actually before Um, I started at this company with Asta. They didn't really have any cloud initiatives. So this was their first real one. So it gave me like a great, um, great exposure, but a green field to do what I wanted and use new technologies. And obviously they have the money to buy these technologies. So it's not, it's not like a start. They don't have any startup problems. So you actually get to use some of the best stuff. So after um, Santander, I stayed there for a while and then worked as a consultant for them once i left for another six months or so and then um i moved to my current position which is um, a senior devops engineer and now work on a lot of automation for a, a media software company they manage um, television rights for all of the major broadcasting houses in the us and the uk um, so i 'm doing a lot of automation stuff for them bringing basically bringing their application to the future and make it um, just cloud ready basically and um always we're always one step ahead at rightsland we always um we're developing new stuff before the market needs it etc so yeah it's a really good place to be in terms of projects and in terms of the vision they have. Um, moving forward uh, yeah that's that's it and in the mix of that i started my own it consultancy um, and worked on a few good projects so far and also another business that i'm working on called knowledge finder which is our online education slash media platform for low socio social economic groups um, which will be ready um, by october
0: Oh my gosh, there's so much in there, Lishwa. There's so (laughs) much in there. I was sitting here going, oh my gosh, wow, wow, wow. And I was thinking of the key thing that I was taking away was that you have an entrepreneurial mindset and you've utilized that skill and ability in the workplace, but also making sure that you have got other... Income streams coming in by setting up your own business and that is just so smart and intelligent right about now because they say on average that You know an individual will have about say 20 jobs I think that will be more because we're in a gigging economy right about now and I feel that you know Individuals should not just rely on just one source of income. We now know Especially during the coronavirus pandemic that we need to have extra sources of income So I salute you I'm thinking about all the skills and abilities that you have utilized throughout your career history did you do a computer science degree oh yeah yeah i did um
1: i finished my degree in 2014 in um computer communications and network engineering mm. i got a first in that but it was um it was a great to do thing but i learned way more afterwards
0: yeah it's so interesting because like I was doing some research about computer science degree and it says there's a fact that those who complete a computer science degree have the highest unemployment rate. So therefore those who are doing a computer science degree are not finding jobs, are not finding work.
1: It depends if you want to, like some people may want to do something very um extravagant as soon as they leave uni. Nobody's going to get a shot. In these major corporations, straight away, so they end up like maybe just stumbling through and not knowing how to navigate to those kind of heights without getting a foot in the door straight away. Which is why I never felt bad about resigning to move forward for my own progression, because it's kind of like creating your own graduate scheme. If you don't like get a major one, then you just have to find a way to navigate your own path but it's challenging to get a job initially and you will have to take a role which is probably you think this is not what i've studied for but once you take that role you can navigate through to where you want to be
0: i think that's really good advice about um once you leave university you're not necessarily going to be um getting the job of of choice but at the end of the day you should use that as a stepping stone to the next you are the architect of your career yeah
1: yeah that's that's i would say that's one of the main things there's no because in my first roles i experienced like people telling me oh you should stay here for two years and do this and i was thinking doing this for two years my brain's going to be dead by then so there's no way like i'm just listening and they're like professors from UCL and these big universities but coming from the business background I always look at them like uh, like from a CEO view obviously you're going to be wanting somebody good to stay for two three years to benefit your business it doesn't benefit me at all so I I would always look at them with a different lens anyway so unless speaking I would know who's giving me good advice and who's just trying to be a businessman.
0: Yeah. It's so true. So let's let's go back to your qualifications and training. So what qualifications and training are particularly needed for the industry that you work in? What would you recommend is needed? Okay.
1: Um, cybersecurity is in high demand, um, penetration testing, any form of um, actual hands on, not just, oh, you know about cybersecurity so you can become a manager and cybersecurity um, cyber or a project manager because those jobs are also in high demand because they're not as technical. But if you want to get into like the high upper echelons, I would say spend the time to get very technical in, for example, cybersecurity or cloud engineering, um, take some Azure courses, AWS courses, Google courses, um, Kubernetes and Docker, they all have their own courses out there. But once you actually learn the technicalities yourself and you can implement some solutions yourself, <coughs> you stand a much better chance at always be, well, definitely being employed, you shouldn't have much problem there because those skills are in high demand. Um, I would definitely say, yeah, AWS courses, Google, Google cloud platform courses and Azure courses, if you take a couple of those the stuff you learn on those courses will ensure that you're employable. You're always going to be employable for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So you have to make sure that you are a lifelong learner. And that's the one thing that I'm definitely champion for, you know, even the, the type of work that I do, I have to constantly do a lot of reading and making sure that I'm up to date with my knowledge. I want to show myself as an expert. <laughs> so I would, you know, do as much learning, take on courses as much as possible that is awesome. So we're thinking about, we've gone through the qualifications and training. So what about, what do you feel are the top, three soft skills that are needed for your job role, the top three soft skills?
1: Um, communication skills, general likability, and diplomacy, I would say. that's That would be the, the top three. Because if people actually like your personality, it works in your favor quite a bit and um, in the office you have to be very diplomatic because there's it's like school there's a lot of different characters and especially if you're a young guy or even young black guy and you're in the office with um like middle-aged white men they're from a different era so you have to deal with them a bit differently and they might not underst- like, understand your ambitions or how, how you think so it's ma- navigating your own path and what you want to do versus the status quo Mm.
0: that's really really good advice throughout your career journey so far what challenges have you faced you talked about you know being a black man within a industry that is dominated by white males okay we know that you know the it industry or doesn't reflect the people who it serves. there's a lack of people from black minority ethnic um backgrounds working within um i.t so what are the type of challenges that you faced
1: oh tons so i face like blatant racism people telling me get back in my place people telling me to um not learn certain things just because i'm learning their job really but they're just like blocking me from learning certain things um, Oh, the challenges I will face, like less I'll pay um, doing way more than others, and getting way less of a bonus than I, sh- I should do, um, and less than my white counterparts have. I've experienced all those things during during my journey, and it's not like one-off occasions or whatever. This stuff actually does happen, so that's why I say you have to be d- diplomatic and have your own vision kind of because you can't let that stuff just hinder you or break you down. You always have to stick to the plan because you might have to change location or change your environment to stay on track for your plan because this environment is not going to allow you to grow.
0: The IT industry is (laughs) booming right about now. Do you know what I mean? There's a untapped resource of people who look like us, who would want to work within that industry. There is a seat at the table, right, for us, isn't it? Yeah,
1: because it's not, not every um, corporation is like that, or there's not like that, the whole building isn't like that, so you will find the people that are super cool, and what I found is the more educated the people are, like, like I say, I've worked with people that, like, play golf with Bill Clinton and work with, like, top-tier um, officials from different countries, and they because they're they know their history and they're educated a certain way. If they understand you're educated, you can kind of kick it off with them and learn so much from them. But if you're um, like you get put off by the ignorant people that are more scared of oh this guy's doing the course that it means he could do my job and he's just twenty years old. If you if you don't actually see why they're intimidated by how you behave, then you might not know how to manage it. But um, if you're around the right people in the company, those people don't even matter anyway. Mm,
0: That's so true. So if we're to think about yourself at maybe 18 years old and you're looking back, what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Mm, At 18, I would have done courses earlier. I'd started doing way more courses upon graduation. When I graduated, I did a lot more additional qualifications because I got to the working world and realised, oh, there's so much, you've got to prove yourself and all these barriers and stuff. I just thought, all right, then if I'm actually qualified in each of these, for example, Cisco equipment, AWS, Azure, uh, I've, got, I've got the credential from the vendors themselves to say I know about my stuff, so there's no question here. So that's what I would have done that way earlier. So I would have had way more qualifications as I left uni.
0: Okay, I hear you. I hear you on that. But that's good because somebody who is listening to this will be able to, you know, hear your inspirational career journey and just pick out key tips. If your role never existed, what are the type of things that we as, you know, as a population would not be able to do?
1: Um... Um, you wouldn't be able to watch Netflix.
0: Okay? Oh my god! <laughs>
1: all, of these kind of, all of these services that you see that are cloud um cloud based, so your Spotify's, your Netflix, um your Amazon Primes, the whole way Amazon functions as an e-commerce site now. Um, yeah, a lot of your video streaming services, all of your streaming services that you see they wouldn't operate in the way they do. They may have, or may not still exist, but this, these kind of stuff exists at such scale because they're using cloud technologies.
0: Okay. So we need you. We need you. We need this role. And that also shows the importance of IT tech. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Your role never existed. I tell you, sometimes my Saturday nights, instead of w- watching normal TV, I switch on me Amazon, I switch on me Netflix, you know, yeah, so yeah. that's good. So in terms of um, your career journey so far, I don't want you to expose your salary or anything like that, but what is the range mm. Um of salary from junior up until your, you know, your senior roles, IT consultant?
1: Well, as a permanent employee, as a junior engineer, you might start on about 25 K. And then, um, after that, um, depending on your qualifications, you can quickly go up to, I would say at least 60 K relatively easy. If you, um, you've got the right qualifications and you find the right job, after that, you get more into the top tiers and you can um approach like the hundred K plus mark. And when you get around that mark, you've got a certain amount of knowledge anyway. And also you can contract now and earn a lot more, but well, you have to have the knowledge for it. But average, I think they say for cybersecurity, the average is around 70k for DevOps engineers. I think probably a similar salary around, around that
0: that is awesome because there are I think 134,000 new types of jobs that have been created within your industry <laughs> and hearing <laughs> that salary <laughs> if I was starting out 18 years, um, 18 years old <laughs> starting out my career I'll be thinking about working in IT but when I was growing up I always thought that IT was something quite dry, um, white male dominated, and it didn't really reflect me and my personality type of thing. So I always stayed away from it. But thinking about it now, I was like, man, why didn't I get into IT? Yeah,
1: forum like DevOps engineers and cybersecurity specialists' salaries at contract day rates go from five hundred to one thousand a day. So if you're like twenty, just think about. How many jobs do you know you could earn one thousand a day? and what do you want? Like to me I always thought what qualifications do I have to have to earn one thousand a day then and then i' look, I'll go and look for them and do the do the courses and make it happen.
0: Yeah, I love your attitude. You know, you are so inspiring, you know, Elisha. you really are. I'm just getting vibes from you, you know. It's like when I finish this, I feel right, what do I need to do next? You give me good vibes, man, seriously. Oh, so I'm thinking you. about um, post-lockdown, you know, post-lockdown. Yeah. How has this affected your industry and your working particularly? Are you mega busy even um, now than ever before?
1: Um. Not really. It's um, slowed down because other companies are more cautious and cutting back. But um, in terms of affecting my work, it's just the same. We're just at home. I was working from home most of the time anyway. um, Everything that was in place is still in place. It's just the new business has slowed down a little bit
0: is tell us about your businesses and how we can get in contact with you. I'm really interested to hear more about the Knowledge Finder and the Service Me IT consultancy that you have. So tell us more.
1: So the Service Me IT consultancy, you can check it out, um, www.servicemeit.com provides all managed services. So anything you need in terms of the basics, in terms of like websites, um, application development, if you need infrastructure installations um art, like for example if you have an idea and you need an architect to bring that to life in terms of how it would function um, from an it perspective we we'll, we can provide that kind of plan or actually implement that kind of solution so anything it really service me it does and um knowledge finder it's like I say, it's, uh, it came about by me needing to build an app um, when I was learning to hack apps, so I had to build my own app. So I thought I'll build a, a app about Black history because it's hard to find this knowledge. And then I thought, do you know, what? there's a lot of knowledge that's just hard to find and not in one place. So I've um, found a model that's an online education platform model and kind of mixed it with a media platform model So, there's both combined in one place where you can buy courses that are relevant to our community and you can also just um, listen to interviews from other people talking about their financial journeys, their educational journey, um, black history and learning about different things that are relevant to you and can help you make your next step in whatever direction it may be
0: so important for us to be aware of our black history. I remember when I was growing up, my mum and my dad always ensured that I had like lovely African type art work in the house, you know, Mm. because she and my dad was aware that instilled a high level of self esteem in me. And she always made sure, my mum always made sure that I was in Jamaica every year for six years, because she said, Soph, you need to know where you come from to know where you're going type of thing. And that really is pride as well, you know, so that is awesome that you're doing that. And, um, I would love for you to be able to share a word of encouragement or advice, um, with regards to somebody who is looking to work in the tech IT sector, but unsure as to what to do, what type of advice, career advice would you share with them?
1: I would say to them, they've got all the resources they need in terms of doing an AWS Azure or a Google course. Take that course, um, start at the beginner stages, take one of those courses and you will be able to find a job. That would be my advice. If you, if you don't have an academic background, just do two of those courses, two or three. There's a lot of companies now which are looking for people with those skills and the academic background is not so, so much of a big deal anymore, which is some people may not actually know know that and may think, oh, you have to go to uni for that job. But like I say, I'm working with a lot of um, senior guys and senior cyber guys now, and they don't really care about the on paper stuff. They want to know what you can actually do. And you will see um, that Elon Musk, he talks about the similar thing for Tesla um, when, when they're doing hires they they hire people that can do the work and it's not just based on um if you've gone to university or gone to one of the major universities at all it's kind of changing in that regard the the online learning is becoming so much more powerful that um i think companies are starting to realize that as well
0: i think that is so good because in the type of work that i do i'm really encouraged to see that you know the government is now really pushing for apprenticeships but high level apprenticeships as well and I've seen online that there are a lot of IT digital tech apprenticeships people may not want to go through the university route like yourself but there may be an alternative route to get into IT how would you sum up your career so far in three words
1: Um, challenging fun and just just generally interesting I guess
0: challenging fun and interesting thank you so much Elishua we've got such a great insight into your career within um, IT you are such an inspirational engaging and motivational man and I'm looking forward to hearing all of your successes Hi everyone, this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters, the number one careers and job related podcast where we always dive into topics associated with the world of work. I really thank you for your support and for subscribing and remember to share with your family and friends. It would also be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.